You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas. With your host, Marissa Desitel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking. Did you just forget the name of the podcast? I almost said our last edition of Mercury in the Microwave. Oh, that one's good. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Desitel. I'm an environmental attorney. And I am just getting by Clarice Parsons. It's been a it's been a long week. We are recording a day earlier than we usually do. Yes. So you guys are capturing us on a Thursday and we are in the thick of, I'd say, a, a good long stretch of work mania. There's a lot yes. going on. There's a lot to do. The workload is huge and not enough hours in the day. Yes, but we made a decision that with the full workload and with the past two episodes being related to bilge dumping and shit spilling, we're going to bring you good news. Did you just say shit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Adam, we were allowed. This episode gets a big E next to it. We are officially Perfect. explicit. Woo! So what's um, the good news today? you have today? little ears uh, listening. Um, earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. We are talking about this incredible young researcher, um, this very young scientist. She is 13 years old. Rory who? Um, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. It's H-U, 13 years old for a science fair project. And I'm not talking your like average middle school cafeteria science fair project. This was a national science fair project. Researched and came across a discovery to help bees who are suffering from, and Marissa, help me out with this a memory-related issue that comes from being exposed to pesticides. I'm shocked. I'm excited. We've been in my house. We've been talking about bees all week um, because we spent all of Sunday out in the garden. Our yard is full of dandelions, and we wanted to get rid of our dandelions without filling our yard with things that were going to harm the bees. We bought a bunch of plants that were going to encourage the bees, knowing that we weren't going to have dandelions. And that brought up this story, um, but just such a cool discovery. I love this. I like that you asked me to help you out with some technical aspect of this story as though I have the brain capacity to match how smart this 13 year old girl is i'm i no no <laughs> what i can do though is fill in with some more details she is uh, a local beekeeper from san jose california and it seems to be that she in her beekeeping career came across information that hopefully the rest of us have heard about that bees are suffering as a result of pesticide application on lawns and, and other golf courses and other uh, types of locations. The, while the rest of us hear this news and, and pour a glass of wine to try to 
find some joy, she said, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a solution. And she did. It's just mind blowing. It's and amazing. It, How did she do it? It's insane. It took me a minute to find it. So I was looking for the term. There is a term called colony collapse disorder. Um, and, and just very rudimentary understanding. We're suffering from it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, from my understanding of it, it's when the bees are exposed to these pesticides, it ruins or damages parts of their short-term memory and their ability to collect pollen. So they struggle with actually their, their main function about getting and spreading pollen. And they have a hard time getting back to their hive. They forget how to return home. Thus the colony collapses. That's so sad. Because nobody's going back home, which is just heartbreaking and so sad. So the colony can't function because nobody's returning back to the hive. And she saw this problem and I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how she made this leap, how she had this connection, but she thought that caffeine in a food supplement called T poly phenol polyphenol thank you polyphenol was going to help the bees i i would have never thought of that i would have done what you did i would have poured wine and said oh my god the poor bees do we put the hive on wheels i don't know 13 year old girl was like let's try it so she came up with this experiment of creating artificial flowers that contained these two ingredients, the caffeine and the tea polyphenol to see if it would help counteract and reduce the effects of the pesticides. And it worked. Polyphenols are known as reducing agents. They work to protect the body's tissues against oxidative stress and associated pathologies such as cancers, coronary heart disease, and inflammation. And that's just speaking about what those compounds do for the human body. I'm not familiar with bee morphology, but I would assume that it must have a similar effect on the bees. Oh, how did she? Amazing. It's so amazing. And caffeine. That was the other material she used. Yeah. So artificial she she created artificial flowers yep tinged with caffeine and polyphenol i wonder what yeah. the caffeine does from my understanding um caffeine is often used to and I, I don't know what the effects are on bees but i know in humans it often opens blood vessels to allow other medications to better go through your bloodstream oh. a lot of folks who suffer from migraines Oftentimes their medications will have caffeine in it to allow that other medication to just kind of move through quicker. Um, so if you have okay. a migraine, sometimes people will have coffee or sometimes that can be helpful. Like if you skip your morning coffee, your head might hurt. Things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so her, it, her seventh grade science experiment, which is saving the bees, uh, she won the Department of Defense STEM Talent Award which won her $10,000. Um, and I'm not sure if this is the same 
award program or a different fair, but she also wore, uh, won the uh, Broadcom Masters Award. Um, and it looks like she's still moving through this science program. So this project is, is ongoing and she's um, taking it around to different groups, which is really exciting. I'm thinking about and wondering if there will be, <laughs> no pun intended, um, <laughs> an application available to the mainstream. I'm I hope sure so. you, could, you could throw caffeine and stuff into a cup and put it outside and see how that goes. But it would be wonderful to see the pesticide industry partner with her and come up with a solution mm -hmm. that can be distributed in mm -hmm. the country and the world and wow that's that's remarkable i'm so glad you shared this yeah how amazing i instantly Sorry. thought is there i'm hoping it does progress and does become something that's widely spreadable and easily accessible is this something i don't know how i i don't know how it's being how her experiment you know it was in like was it in a tincture was it in a cup and they like a liquid form. Can this be a powder? Can people and commercial gardeners kind of put this powder on plants? You know, is this something that we kind of spread around? I hope it continues. I hope this has long-term effects, but I mean, for a seventh grader, I hope she goes on to do so many other things. And this is just like the beginning of her momentum. Yeah. And I, um, not recording a podcast or anything here, Rick. That's great. Thanks. Uh, For I just, those who are watching on YouTube, we have a special guest that came by. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the other thing that I'm reading about here, no joke, the um, article on Healthline, because I'm, I'm real interested in polyphenols now, guess, guess what uh, good sources of that um the compound are i'm gonna guess either you said it had a relation to to cancer mm -hmm. reduction yeah mushrooms no spinach no i give up come on red wine red wine hey, hey so we we, we can celebrate uh, yes we were doing something well, yes, yeah. Red wine, dark chocolate, tea, and berries are some oh, of the best yeah. known sources of polyphenol. Oh, go ahead and have that glass of wine tonight, girl. I love it. All right, Malbec's for Rory. Oh, so yeah, some good news. This is this is exciting stuff. It really is. I'm I'm gonna share. I know that you sent this story to me on Instagram, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share that on my Instagram story today. I'm going to do the same. Congratulations, Love Rory, it. if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. And um, sure for not. those of you who are. <laughs> it was really arrogant. <laughs> and for those of you who are looking to, at, this is the time of year when we're all outside gardening and doing that sort of stuff. Um, when you're looking at weed killers, do take a minute to read the, you know, the back of the bottle, see what the effects are. Um, some of them not only kill the weeds, um, but can also kill certain insects, can have negative effects on other creatures who might eat those weeds. So think about it a little bit. 
be careful in which products you're choosing. Agree. I mean, make, make your choice however you want. I'm not telling you which specific brands to buy. We're not sponsored by anybody, but read up on it. And I'm going to leave you with a weird fact of the day. Marissa, I did not tell you about this, but have you heard of the fish doorbell? No. Researcher Pete has found in Norway, there is a fish doorbell. There's a canal in Norway um, that has a, oh yeah, (laughs) this canal, um, from my understanding, there are fish that swim through the canal every spring for mating season, but the canal is obviously blocked off. And as a result, the fish are unable to make that, yeah, make that mating journey. So what they've done. So they're ringing a friggin' doorbell? No, they've set up a live stream camera. Oh, oh, there's a fish. There's a fish (laughs) just now. (laughs) All right, what's the website? I gotta check it out. I'm putting it in the show notes. That's, oh, that's wild. So you can watch the live stream camera, which is in the bottom of the river. And when you see a fish, you ring the doorbell. The doorbell goes to somebody in some sort of tower monitoring the canal. And when they hear the doorbell, they press open the gate and let the fish through. You've got to be friggin' kidding me. I am not kidding you. They have crowdsourced monitoring the gate and people why are we not doing this why are we not doing this i am right now i just let a fish in no i mean that could not be better timed did you just let the fish in you personally i just rang rang the bell ring the doorbell it might not have been me who did it first but me and 294 other people around (laughs) the world are watching the canal. So guys you gotta give me the website i can't wait for the the meeting notes what's the website I can't pronounce it. It is All right. certainly All right. not in English, I'll but look we're going to put it in the show notes. Okay. Wow. Can... That's two amazing things today. <laughs> I can't let's, believe. Let's, let's we... hang up here before things are yeah. ruined. All right. You folks, you need to write in, comment, and let us know, did you see a fish in the fish doorbell? That's this is amazing. so exciting. That's amazing. Uh, Reach out to us at help at desatelesq.com. Hit us up on the socials at Desatel Law, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can watch our videos on YouTube. Uh, shout out to Researcher Pete. We saw a fish. That one goes out to him. <laughs> oh, I'm on the Fish Doorbell website. It's murky. How exciting. But it there's is. There's a big red button that you yes, can. Yes, that's the doorbell. That's amazing. Um, 275 people are, are watching the live stream. I'm the fifth. I'm so excited. I can't (laughs) wait to hit the doorbell. All right. Thanks. All right. Happy watching. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com. E-L-L-A-W dot com.